Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Hankook Dynapro AT2 Extreme. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. The Volume. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire. For Monday, April 3rd, folks, what a weekend it was. Palm Sunday, happy Palm Sunday to everybody. Easter obviously coming up. Spring break for a lot of people out there, including myself. Talk about that a little bit later. We have a first on the podcast. Uh, Rob and I were chopping up ideas how we're going to handle this Monday pod. Obviously, listen, big Monday, NBA, crazy stuff happening. Lakers surging. Mavs, oh boy, Luca, poor Luca. And the Final Fours tonight uh, completes the men's college basketball season with San Diego State after winning at the buzzer against UConn. lot to talk about. Uh, my men's league, obviously, a lot happened. No, not, not much happened. But I think we decided we're going to open the podcast with women's college basketball. Friday night, the Final Four, Iowa stuns as an 11-point dog, stuns undefeated South Carolina. I had a lot of thoughts and opinions on that, but it happened Friday. So we don't need to dive into it too much. But this is how interesting LSU-Iowa was Sunday. So first of all, my daughter's like, well, what time is the game? And I was like, oh, it's probably like late afternoon, you know. And then my wife, you know, 1230. I was like, what? How does that? The fact, you know, apparently this, this game got a humongous push from TikTok because of the LSU coach. And she's like a huge deal on TikTok. And then people have just been swept up in Caitlin Clark mania to the point my wife got an Iowa Hawkeyes t-shirt. And I was like, wow. that!" Now, of course, I look like an idiot because I was kind of rooting for LSU. Not for any LSU reasons, but just as like a strategist and coach. And I'll, t- I'll get into that like a nerd in a minute. But, you know, obviously we carved out Sunday time to watch the game. We're like, okay, game's starting. We're going to watch. And, you know, Caitlin Clark goes off. It's fun. And LSU it just has too many weapons. LSU 
we don't need to get into the intricacies of the game, but LSU basically couldn't miss from deep in the first half. I think they were 9 of 12. A girl came off the bench. This is no cap, as my son likes to say. Uh, five for five on threes in the first half. Off the bench. Had 21 points at halftime. She had zero points combined in the last three games. Like, this was an out-of-body experience for that girl, Carson. Who I, you know, listen, I'm not going to pretend like I know a ton about the players. But the subplots got interesting. I pushed this out early in the game. You could tell a lot of ticky-tack crap. It was going to be a ref show. And for whatever reason, in the biggest women's college basketball moment in a while, I, I don't know, Rob can kind of try to put it in some context. There's been big games, obviously. I've watched women's college hoops, obviously. But this one had like a large, significant online push. The the numbers for the ratings are going to be big. Caitlin Clark's doing big deal, like big things everywhere. And this felt like one of the biggest women's basketball games in a while. And for the refs to call this ticky-tack crap, it was kind of annoying and, and not a great look for the sport. And there was a lot of people, the jokes were flying, ha, ha, ha. Um, just like men's basketball where there's a lot of ticky-tack fouls. And... And then, of course, they played pretty decent defense on Caitlin Clark, who finished with 30. By the way, her point total was 33.5. Yes, you could bet women's player props. And some guy for, I think, BetMGM put out, it's the most bet thing of the game, over 33.5. You know, people want to root for Caitlin Clark. She had, what, 41 against South Carolina? And I, I didn't bet it, but I said I would definitely take the under because there is no way that LSU is going to defend the best player in women's college hoops the way South Carolina did Friday, which was, hey, well, you know, if she wants to step into 25-foot threes, we'll let her do that. And, uh, you know, she was on one-on-one. She's cooking some girl off the dribble. She got, like, layups. You cannot let the best basketball player in women's hoops get layups. And that did not happen against LSU. They, they did a much better job. She still got 30 points, uh, six turnovers, eight assists. But largely, I thought they did a pretty good job on her. What I didn't like was when the ref gave her a pretty weak technical foul. Like, I know sportsmanship obviously matters, and we'll get to the second part of it, Rob. But there was a foul that was ticky-tack, and LSU was going to go to the line. And as Clark and Iowa was huddling up, you know, Clark just sees the ball with her hand and kind of just tosses it to the side. Not anything bad. It wasn't like the ref was coming up and she threw it away from the ref. And the ref gave her a technical foul, which was her fourth foul. And not only that, but it meant LSU got two foul shots for the foul and then the two technicals and the ball. And it was like, are, are you kidding me? Re- we came to watch the best players play, and now she's got four fouls in the third quarter. And I guess their second best player ended up fouling out. Another girl had five. So uh, that kind of takes away from it. While at the same time, you had Kim Mulkey. I think that's how you say her name, Rob, right? Kim Mulkey. So she is huge on social media and she is wearing this like sequin outfit and she is acting crazy on the sideline and like she's bumping into the referee and like it was a little bit over the top and I'm surprised she didn't get called for anything like nothing. She literally at one point was like yelling at the ref walking toward him. The ref like stopped her, put her arm, his arm out, like don't come any further. And she kept bumping into him. I'm like, that's a tech in any men's sport. And, I guess my overriding thing with this women's game was the spotlight was so big, so many people chiming in. It was dominant on social media. It felt like a men's championship game. And it was treated as such with harsh critiques. Boy, these refs stink. How is the coach getting away with murder? How are you going to give a tech to the best player? And like, 
then it came near the end of the game when it was clear LSU was winning. LSU's best player, uh, Reese, who is a really good player. She had 15 and 10. Angel Reese, only a sophomore, like dominant, average, oh my gosh, 23 and 15. Um, my daughter noticed the fake eyelashes she was wearing in the game, which was uh, an interesting, <laughs> interesting move by Angel Reese. In the semifinal, Caitlin Clark, or no, I'm sorry, in the Elite Eight game, Clark had looked at L, uh, Louisville's, Louisville's best player, Van, Van Lith or something. I follow her on Instagram. She's a really good basketball player, lefty. She plays a lot of pickup out here in L.A. gyms. I have not seen her, but the videos I see, like, she's just awesome. She's incredible. And Clark did the, I can't see you or I can't feel my face. Uh, Rob, I don't know. It's a wrestling celebration. John Cena does it. So she, you can't see me. So she does it, like the hand in front of her face, and it goes viral in the Elite Eight. Well, what does Angel Reese do in the championship game when it was decided? She goes right up to Caitlin Clark and is like, you can't see me. And there was so much outrage online. Oh, how could she do that? That's bad sportsmanship. And I'm just like, really? So when Clark does it to someone else, all good. But when someone does it to Clark, No. It, it it just felt weird, Rob. I don't know. I know you were watching on your phone with your family in like a public setting, so you probably weren't freaking out. But I saw this. I'm like, I think that's cool. Listen, trash talk's kind of part of the game, right? Absolutely. I, I mean, the, the the I guess Twitter is the worst place for this, but the faux outrage has really jumped the shark. Oh, of course. Right? And if this was the NBA, nobody would care. When when nobody. Steph Curry does the shimmy. People applaud it. When Chris Paul did the shimmy it. back to him, people mm-hmm. got even more excited because they're like, yeah, give it back to I him. I did not like I mean, it didn't, it didn't really work out for well, Chris wait, Paul. Wait, wait, Rob, you know what happened after Chris Paul did the Yeah, shimmy. exactly. Didn't like, really work out for him. A minute later, he popped. Right, didn't he really work out for He popped his hamstring. You don't tempt the basketball gods, Rob. But people, fans, basketball fans, loved it. They loved to see that kind of stuff. They loved the trash talk. They loved the back and forth. That's what makes sports fun. That's what people do yeah. growing up. I know that... It, it, I guess I don't know what age it's not appropriate. Maybe if you're like seven or eight or whatever. But as you get to the middle school, high school ranks, that's part of the game. It doesn't matter if you're playing basketball, football, baseball. I mean, maybe golf. They don't do it. that. But even Tiger Woods, when he did the fist pump, people got excited about it because showing oh. emotion and and having that kind of co- competitive fuel inside of you is what everyone can relate to, whether you're a professional or you're a rec league baller like Jason McIntyre. So (laughs) this is one of those things where I honestly believe because it is a woman who was doing it, that people aren't used to seeing it and having this, you brought it up before we started recording, the eyeballs on this game is much bigger than I think any female team sport that I can think of outside of like the World Cup. Like th- this game yeah, and, is, and Clark is going to be back. Yeah, she's going to be back. Angel Reese is going to be back. People forget about um, Paige. Is it Booker's or Becker's from Booker's? Yeah, yeah. Is she still in college. She's still in college. She missed the season because she's injured. She's really good. She's really good. And That's right. Suddenly, women's basketball is having like this, this. I don't know if it's called a renaissance because I don't know if it, it really had a, but it's having a moment. Like this game is going to do upwards of seven or eight million viewers because it was on ABC. The Final Four game to five and a half. On ESPN. So when you have this level of interest in a game like this and people aren't used to seeing women talk trash like that, you're getting these little pockets of people on social media that are all up in arms about it and I just don't understand. Yeah, I mean, 
I, I remember, again, back to when I'm the coach on the sideline acting kind of crazy. Again, it's not in a bad way. But on the, in the championship game, uh, my buddy's son, and he listens to the pod, he listens with his son, he had an awesome defensive plan transition against their best player. It was like he was patient on defense going back, Rob, and he slapped down on the ball as the guy's going up, and it goes right off the guy's knee and out of bounds, and it was like an awesome play right in front of our bench. And I was like, yeah, and I slapped the ground, you know, like defenders right. slapped the ground, you know, come on. You know. <laughs> and, and like everybody on our team was fired up. It was just like basketball's fun. It's emotional. Like get excited. If you can't get excited and have fun with it, you know, I – I don't know what to tell you. You're missing out on fun. Like, it is exciting. This game was exciting. Like, Caitlin Clark is... She's I mean, awesome. Uh, if she... You know, college ba- if women's college basketball were smart, and I don't know how, how much they can do with this, but they would try their best to get some out-of-conference games in, like, big markets and showcase her next season. Like, I would love for her to play in L.A. in some kind of preseason tournament. I mean, I'm, I, I know it's tough to throw that together, but she's such a big deal. You've got to get a big showcase in November, December for her, not just make it like a March Madness thing. Because I think people will show up to watch her. She's that good. I totally agree with you. And again, I, I might be ignorant to that. They might already be doing it. I just don't know because I don't follow women's college basketball like that. But one thing that we've seen in this tournament with her specifically, we saw it even last, I think it was last year with Paige Bookers before she got hurt, that these the singular talents exist in college women's college basketball that don't necessarily you get in men's college basketball men's college basketball is littered with upperclassmen and guys who you may not necessarily see get into the nba so you don't really gravitate to them as much in women's college basketball it's these singular stars here and there maybe four or five at a time that if you can find a way to have like a maui invitational like they have or what's that with the atlantis invitational that they have in men's college where that's right you know where if you can just have games where these Two ladies just go at their teams go at Iowa and UConn or or LSU and and Iowa again whatever. That's the kind of thing that can really catapult women's college basketball into the mainstream sports conversation. Yeah, no, no, it, it, Clark is legit. Um, I I think you're right. I forgot UConn uh, is on the up and up. Stanford has uh, that player. I think Van Lith is her name. Uh, this LSU team really. And strong. we didn't even mention South Carolina. South Carolina. Exactly, undefeated. South Carolina was the undefeated yeah. team. They were viewed as like a juggernaut, a dynasty in the making. Yeah, and they came. They were eleven point favorites, yeah. and and Clark Kane just took them to the woodshed. Um, also, big favorites. Um, my rec league basketball team, um, first season in the top league, <laughs> finished eight and two. Um, you know. Late in the season, if your team is in the cellar and you're not making the playoffs, maybe you're, it's tough to show up. But this team was fighting for the playoffs. Our opponent, I'm like, they're going to give us everything. They have four guys show up. They were like, oh, our fifth is on the way. He'll be here shortly. It was 19-3 to after like five minutes. Well, our team, our, our, listen, we are, it's good. the playoffs are going to be tough. There's a bye week for, the, for Easter, but I'm not even kidding, Rob. I told our team, guys, I know this is going to sound nerdy. I don't want you going out Saturday night, <laughs> living it up before the before the playoffs. Like you, we we can't you can't show up hungover. Like I stay home. Like, honestly, I want to win. We're competitive, and um, I I might have hit six three Sunday. I I five. Did you do the you can't see me? I also had a in their face. A non two. Did you do it? Did you do the you can't? I did see not me? do any oh, celebrating. Come on, yeah. listen. I'll say this: they, they had like three guys who were like six three and athletic and who could definitely dunk, but they were one of these teams, Rob, where it's like whoever brings the ball up is just going to go one on one. Um, right. Like no screens, bad passing, just terrible everything. 
It was like my turn, your turn, and uh, guess what? We have a 6-7 guy who's just going to come inside and erase anything on the inside. It was just an incredible game. Um, not as good as the Final Four. Incredible win for us, sorry. Not an incredible game. Uh, final Four was amazing. Um, San Diego State and FAU. So Matt Leinert, um, USC legend, NFL quarterback. Friend uh, of the podcast. Me, he, he Friend of the podcast. Out. Don't forget that. that. Friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast. That's right. Yes. He... Um, him and his well, his wife and him have this like final four party every year. We I couldn't make it last year, but we went this year. Open bar, good food. I was like stunned. I was like, damn. And um, of course, you know, San Diego State's down fourteen, and I'm like, well, geez, this is disappointing. San Diego State's done. Like they don't have offense. It's over. My buddy Dan, who was there with me, a regular listener of the podcast, is like, is it over? I was like, I think it's over, dude. I I can't imagine a comeback. Now, there was still like 11 minutes left, Rob, and San Diego State just chipping away, chipping away, and next thing you know, like, all of a sudden, they got a chance to win the game, and the, I'm like, they're not, they have a timeout, they didn't even use it? Maybe their third or fourth best offensive player is just dribbling around with seconds left? And just fires a shot up, and Rob, uh, from the angle that the TV camera showed, it did not look like it was going in. And lo and behold, splash, and the bar, like, just freaked out. Um, it was a moment. And for a game, I know, I know, guys, sending me the DMs. I thought you said this game was going to suck. No, no. I said the hype for the week was going to suck, and it kind of largely did. The game, I'm always going to watch the games. They're always going to be great. And San Diego State in the championship against UConn, I, I mean, Rob, we probably should do a best bet at the end on this. I, 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 this is not a game where I think you can let, like, seven and a half in a title game. Are you laying that? Like, that's a big number. Seven and a half, and UConn's just destroying everybody. Um, I, I don't know. I thought this was a, a pretty good final four. I mean, the UConn game, second half, not amazing. Um, but overall, like, I liked it. I liked the games. I actually thought the women's, well, the San Diego State ending was amazing in the comeback, but the UConn game, second half, was unwatchable. I thought Iowa and, and uh, LSU was, was a really good game. I, I don't know. UConn's just pulverizing people, Rob. It's a tough. It's a bit of a tough watch. Yeah, I would say that's an understatement. Yeah, I mean, I know that the San Diego State game was was huge, but I mean, there's a reason why you touched on this with the lack of buzz. That tickets to this year's Final Four are down ninety one percent from last year. Whoa. Okay, there's a reason why tickets to the women's Final Four were ninety seven dollars more expensive than the men's. Now, obviously, one plays in a football stadium, one's in a basketball arena, so it's a little bit different. But th- there's th- the the buzz around this Final Four has been steadily dying, you know, heading into the weekend. San Diego State tried to revive it the best they could with that comeback and that that game winning jumper, which was awesome. I watched that in the car. Probably shouldn't say that out loud, but I was driving and I had it up on the the dashboard. Ugh. But any momentum that the Final Four was building was just disintegrated when UConn blew out Miami. And, and so yeah. if you're not going to get the blue bloods and the big names and the big faces that everybody recognizes, then you better at least have some damn good basketball being played. And UConn is playing such good basketball that is ruining the rest of the tournament because they're winning every game by 15, 20 points. But they don't feel like a historically no, great they team, do, not, do no. they? Yeah. Uh, I think there is a case. We'll, we'll get to the best bet later, but... Um, of course, I'm excited for the game. Now, um, at this point, I will interject and say this will be the last podcast for me for the week as uh, we, we're taking a little spring break hiatus. 
before going full bore into the NBA playoffs. So I've got to do the NBA kind of craziness in the West. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Continental Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. With one week left in the NBA regular season, the Clippers are five, but clinging to it. The Warriors are tied with them at six. The Lakers now, Rob G's Lakers, who I think got over 500 for the first time all season this week, are now seventh, but only a half game back of the five seed. Just wrap your head around that. Well, and the Pelicans are tied with the Lakers. So the difference between five and eight is half a game. Insanity. Now, uh, get to the Mavericks shortly. Did not see this coming from the Lakers. I will take all the L's you want to send my way. The Russell Westbrook trade has done everything to this Lakers team. Getting rid of Westbrook. And it's weird because people don't want to say that because everybody hates to you know even take any jabs at Westbrook. It's not a jab. It's reality. They have been the number one defense in the NBA. Statistically, defensive efficiency, number one since trading Westbrook. Vanderbilt, massive help. Austin Reeves, healthy and back in the starting lineup. Huge help. 
D'Angelo Russell, not known as a big defender and was kind of on, I don't know if it was a minutes restriction or just pulled. He didn't even play a lot. Rui Hachimura locked in Sunday. Anthony Davis has finally got the memo. Hey, dude, go down to the block. That's where we need you and eat. And he's getting to the foul line. The Lakers are playing defense. LeBron, healthy. Uh, Rob, I don't know what the scary level is on the Lakers. Obviously, if they're healthy, they ha- they could go super far. But I would argue, Rob, that I think you the Lakers, you want to face them second because first round, it looks like they're going to be healthy. I don't know in three weeks if they're going to be healthy. Nobody does. This team has been injured all season. If you have to face the Lakers in the first round, you're going to be in some major trouble. That being said, if you face them in the second round, I, I mean, we know this. Anthony Davis goes down every week, Rob. Like, you, what's your confidence level that the Lakers will have the same starting five in the first round that they did in the second? Oh, geez. <laughs> That's a load. I mean, Anthony Come Davis on. almost got hurt over the weekend uh, went on Friday night when he uh, tweaked his ankle. And then you mentioned D'Angelo Russell. He didn't finish the game on Sunday because he had foot soreness. So they were like, we're going to be extra cautious and we're going to sit you out in the second half. So um, my confidence level on a scale of one to ten would be like a five that they'll have the actual starting lineup in round two, right. the same as round one. So not high. Yeah, it's just it's so radical, Rob. Uh, halfway through the season, it was like, oh man, Lonnie Walker might be their third best player, and then it was like Dennis Schroeder in the starting lineup. Dennis Schroeder is like barely playing, barely scoring. He's like a non-factor. Malik Beasley like had a brutal stretch of a few games, and now he's like. Coming off the bench. Now, he may get more time if Russell can't play, can't go this week. But Anthony, I'm just telling the Anthony Davis situation, I think he got the memo, Rob, that, bro, we're kind of out on you. You're in trouble. Maybe LeBron did want to trade him. Remember when he didn't stand up when LeBron broke the record? It it almost feels like I would love to see splits for Anthony Davis' free throw attempts for, like, maybe the 15 games before the LeBron set the record and after because, dude, look, Anthony Davis is not shooting threes anymore, Rob. He's not. He's like playing like a big guy. 12 free throw attempts against the Rockets. 40 points, just inside factor. I, I, I don't know what to say, man. This team's like legitimate dangerous. They are. They are. I've been trying to tell you this for months now. You didn't want to listen. No, Anthony Davis, and I don't think this is hyperbole. I think I really believe this. Anthony Davis, when healthy, is the best player in the Western Conference. Whoa. Timeout. Hold on. Best in the yes. West. Okay, so the MVP, the likely MVP is in the West, Nikola Jokic. He's better than Jokic. Jokic does not defend at all. Like, I know that... John Morant is he- is healthy and in the West and no. off the sauce or whatever. Not John Morant. Uh, Kevin Durant is breathing. Kevin Durant would probably be the closest competition. Kawhi Leonard is playing all the time now. No, he doesn't defend like he used to. Steph Curry is alive. He doesn't defend like Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is... That might be your hottest take in months. The, the best player <laughs> in, in the, the Western West when Conference he's healthy? when he's healthy. Luka Doncic is... Luka is out of the conversation entirely now that his team is not even in the play-in. Okay. Oklahoma City uh, laughs at him. That's how bad things are. Um, no, Anthony Davis defends as a top five defender in the NBA. He, he is incredible. The, you brought up the Lakers' defense. The only other good defender on their team that has known for defense is Jared Vanderbilt. So, for the entire— Austin Reeves is a solid He's defender. okay. So, Anthony Davis is the anchor to what is the best defense in basketball over the last, you know, whatever, a month, month and a half. Yeah. Okay, hold up. Devin Booker or Anthony Davis? Anthony Davis. Davis. Like, I, I don't think this is that close. Like— 
okay. This is because a, this is an all, everybody. Take. People just drop their phones. Everybody to this podcast, that you, everybody that you brought up is fantastic offensively. I would probably mo, a handful of them probably even better than Anthony Davis offensively, but his defense is so elite. That's what the, that's what the difference is. That to me is exactly why Giannis and not. Embiid or whoever Jason Tatum is the best player in basketball because he impacts both sides of the of the ball more than anyone else. That's why I think it's Giannis is not even close as being the best player in the league. In the Western Conference, all of your other guys that you just named outside of maybe Kevin Durant are average defenders. In the case of Luka and Jokic, they are bad defenders. So Anthony Davis, to me, when he's healthy, and you've seen recently that he's the string that he's been healthy. He's going to win player of the month for March. And because of him, and, and Darvin Ham said it over the weekend, every team has their one guy that they really need to drive them to where they want to go. And for this team, for this Lakers team, it's not LeBron James. Darvin Ham said it's, a, it's Anthony Davis. And right now he's responding in a way that Laker fans have been hoping for all season, and we just crossing our fingers that he's able to stay healthy. Hmm, interesting. I just checked... You know, you have futures tickets on the, in the NBA. I have Pelicans to win the title. That is not happening. But I have Lakers to win the title plus 2768 from, I got that on February 3rd. I don't remember what happened on February 3rd, but I decided to put a couple bucks on the, on the Lakers long shot back then. And I also have a future on them. Um... Uh, Plus twelve seventy two. Maybe that was after the Westbrook trade, and the other one was before. But um, I would love the Lakers to win the title, obviously, for financial reasons. Um, the reality is, Rob, the fact that you say he's the best player when healthy, fine. Well, then why the hell would the Lakers trade him? Because he's not always healthy. Or, okay, well, but you're trading away the best guy when he's healthy. Well, I mean that that would be the only argument to trade him is that he's gets hurt all the time. Like I just mentioned, he we, he turned his ankle on um, Friday night and he was on the ground for like six minutes. Now, he didn't come out of the game, but, you know, with him, you're always holding your breath every time he jumps up in the air and comes down that he may not get back yeah. up. All right, we'll wrap up the NBA with a couple minutes on the Mavericks. This is bad, guys. You know I'm a Luka fan. I cannot imagine what's happening in that locker room. I don't know, Rob, how we are not aware of what the hell's going on. But they have now lost, oh my gosh, one, two, three, four, five, six. They've lost seven of eight. All they need to do is win to get in the playoffs. Since that buzzer shot to beat the Lakers, uh, was it Maxi? When AD lost his guy? I think it was in LA. They Maxie lost Cleaver, to the Grizzlies yes. by. Maxi, right. So they lost to the Grizz by four, the Warriors by two, the Hornets by eight, the Hornets by six, the Sixers by eight, the Heat by seven, the Hawks by two. They're losing close games with two of the best players in the league. And now Kyrie Irving fouls Trey Young with 1.8 seconds left on Sunday, and uh, the Hawks win in overtime. I don't. Let's just zoom out and look big picture, right? Let's say the Mavs miss the playoffs. I believe they can offer Kyrie more than anyone else, right? Correct. Does he stay? Do they even want him to stay? Do they go to Luca and say, "Bro, what the what happened, Brand? What what's going on?" Somebody in the and this is what I, I you know, it's tough for the media because 
they have access to locker rooms now, right? They're not still shunned from locker rooms, or I don't even know what's maybe I maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're not in locker rooms. But if you are with a team following them, I know you're kind of beholden. You can't unload all the stuff because then you get shut out or whatever, and it makes life tough on you. But somebody has to be aware of what's going on in the locker room. You don't lose with Luca and Kyrie seven of eight down the stretch and potentially fall out of the playoffs after making the conference finals last year. There's got to be somebody who's unhappy on that team who knows what the hell's going on. Like whether it's Tim Hardaway, whether it's Maxi Kleber. Rob, this is one of... I mean, they even have a couple good young guys. Like Jaden Hardy, I think, looks kind of good. Josh Green, I think, looks kind of good. And it's just nothing's working. Can it really be that? Can it all be defense? It can't just be defense. I think it's a combination of things. Um, I I don't think the locker room is bad. I know that that seems to be like the lowest hanging fruit, but based on everything that we're hearing from the players and the media around the team, they seem to think that, you know, the Kyrie, his influence in the locker room has been fine. It's on the court. The defense obviously is terrible, but they've never played a sharing brand of basketball to begin with. Like when the Luka Doncic show has been exactly that for Dallas, you know, for the last couple of years, it's him, 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 him. Occasionally it was Jalen Brunson and then it was him, 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 him. Then it was occasionally Spencer Dinwiddie. Then it's him, him, him and Kyrie Irving. And then when Kyrie arrived, neither one of them really knew how to function at the highest level alongside the other one. And then once they started to kind of figure it out, you were asking guys who should not be relied on in that capacity, like Reggie Bullock, Tim Hardaway Jr., to be the third and fourth best players when they haven't been capable of being those level of players for years. Like I was listening to another uh, podcast last week, and they they framed it this way. The Dallas Mavericks from their Western Conference team last year, Western Conference Finals team, lost their second and third best players. Brunson and Finney Smith. Oh, she'd be second, third, and fourth best players because they added in Spencer Dinwiddie. So you don't subtract well, those three guys and add yeah, in, no, and fair. add in Kyrie and expect him to make up for all of that. He's a fantastic player, but him alone is not going to make up for the def- no. the defense and the shooting of Dorian Finney Smith. So then it could be on the front office, the Nike it guy. It could be on him and Mark on Cuban and, and, and Cuban. Jason Kidd for not implementing something sooner that would have been less Luca centric. So the year before Luca arrived, they won 24 games. Luca shows up, they win 33. Luca's second year, they win 43. Remember, Luca went berserk in the playoffs against the Clippers. They pushed him to six. Luca was like, I don't know, 21, 22. Um, two, then the year after that, they go to 42 wins, basically same deal, and they lose in the first round of the Clippers 4-3. Luca was even better. Last year, they bump up to 52 wins, and they get to the conference finals. Now, they were down to the Jazz, I think 2-1 or 1-0. I don't remember what it was, but they were down to the Jazz. They were down to the Suns, and this team had the heart and the will to rebound and rally behind Luka and, sure, Jalen Brunson. They got smoked by the Warriors, but whatever. I I think the the big takeaways are, geez, just how much does Jalen Brunson matter? Right? That's that's one obvious one. But another one is, geez, how much does Kyrie Irving hurt a friggin' team? That's another big obvious one. 
And the other one is, you know, I thought for the last two years you can build a title contender around Luka. And I still believe that. But looking at what has happened to this team this year, I do wonder in some way, shape, or form, with three seasons of greatness under his belt, has the league kind of, sort of, figured out Luka. Now, let me preface that. Well, I should have prefaced that by saying LeBron James took a couple years, and then, boom, he shocked everybody and got to the finals. And then guess what? He could not get back to the finals because the Celtics loaded up, the Orlando Magic loaded up, and they took down LeBron. What was LeBron's response? Well, what is my Cleveland front office doing? They're not getting better. I've got to get the hell out of here. And you start to wonder, Rob, this has been such a regression from last year. And like you said, two player, second, third, and fourth best players jettisoned. In comes Kyrie Irving. They've got some young bloods I think are good in Green and Hardy, but Green and Hardy, but I don't know that they're ready to contribute to like a title-winning team. If you remember what Boston and Orlando did was they got three-point shooters, they got length, and they, they both worked around a big guy who was dominant, Dwight Howard and Kevin Garnett. Um, I don't, I, I'm starting to wonder, is Luka going to be the next LeBron James where he's like, you know what? I, I'm getting out of here. I, I, I had a good run, but you guys can't put a title winner around me. I don't know that he's wedded to Dallas the way Giannis is in Milwaukee. Giannis was able to add Middleton and then Drew Holiday. What, what's Luka getting, Rob? Where, where, where's his uh, Robin and, and whoever else he needs? Everybody needs somebody. Well, Kyrie is certainly good enough to be the Robin. The the problem is is building out the rest of the roster. Like we've saw we saw this with the Lakers. You know, I hate to bring it back to the Lakers, even though I always seem to do it. But LeBron, AD, Russ, and a bunch of guys is not enough in today's NBA. Not when every, you know shooting is comes at such a premium. Um, because of the shooting, the defense is at a premium. So you need guys who can defend and shoot, like everywhere. And if you don't, you're not going to be able to win. What Dallas is lacking is the defense to make up for what Luka and Kyrie do not provide. And they just don't have the horses to do that right now. They're going to need at least one offseason and probably a big trade to sync up and sew up all those deficiencies. Like, And, and you brought up the thing about Luka and whether he can win a championship. This is a conversation that people have been having for years now because, and it's not because Luka's not awesome. He's he's great. You know, he's I think he's probably the the one player if you were to say you have to build your franchise right now moving forward. I think more teams would take Luka than anyone else because of his age. And he's only going to get better. His, his game relies on skill, not athleticism. So he's going to be great for another 15 years, right? But we saw with LeBron James, we saw with James Harden that when your entire system is one guy, it's really, really, really freaking hard to yeah. win a championship. Well, oh, the other thing, I totally forgot this. They went after Christian Wood mm-hmm. and added him in the offseason. I was like, oh, that's a good, uh, that's a good, uh, uh, kind of a risky move because he doesn't play in a defense. Um, he, you can't play. You cannot play Luka, Kyrie, and Christian Wood at the same time. There's just That's three guys who really don't play defense. And they're probably going to lose Wood. Dwight Powell's a free agent. The Davis Bertans trade, he was supposed to be a sniper. He's basically unplayable. I mean, I, I you know, he played five minutes against the Hawks. Basically comes in, misses a couple threes. All right, back to the bet. Like, he's another guy. He ain't playing in like a D. I thought that would have been a good ad, but holy hell, he's making 17 mil next year. And then as a player option, 
That's a shit contract that they got there with Davis Pertans. Kleber, I like, but I, I don't know, man. This is gonna if Kyrie walks, they are really up Poops Creek. And oh, by the way, I did read they will lose their draft pick. It's top ten protected. They will lose it if they miss the playoffs, and I think if they finish eleventh, it goes to the Knicks in the Porzingis deal. So, so you, you know what that means that not, they got to tank the rest of the way. That's what that means. What the final yeah? Three games? I mean, I don't, I don't, it's not like they really got to try hard uh, to tank, considering the way they've green, been playing. But they may have to. Green and Hardy are good, man. They, those guys can play. Now, can they contribute next year? Twenty and twenty-one year olds, like I don't. That's I don't the problem. Know. That, that was the problem the Warriors had with James Wiseman. I think James Wiseman oh. still has potential. I think Moody has potential. It's just this team right now Young needs guys. veteran guys who know how to win, and they just don't have it. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Continental Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. 
just like in college hoops, what did we see dominate this tournament? Veteran older guys, 22, 23. I mean, Matt, I was just I wrote about uh, picks, and we'll get we'll do the college picks real quick. The picks for the final four, like how do you bet this? And you know, Rob, I think there's one tiny chance that San Diego State pulls this off. The kid Matt Bradley, who by the way came through for me with the points. I won my player points pool. Hooray! I know you guys are excited. He's a, he's a very good player. He's also 23 years old. He's from San Bernardino out here in L.A., 23. I think if you can sacrifice his offense and put him on the kid Hawkins, Hawkins is the best player on UConn. I mean, the best talent, I'm sorry, not the best player. But he, to me, looks like Ray Allen, Rob. Skinny, sniper, he, um, UConn, Ray Allen, obviously. Um, I see a little Ray Allen in Hawkins. I think he might be a fringe lottery pick. He's a nice-looking player at 6'5". If you can put Bradley on him, Take out UConn threes. They've made nine or more threes in every NCAA game. If they're hitting threes and the big guys, it's game over. If you can have Bradley lock him down and say, you know what? You're not going to beat us with all these other guys. And San Diego State has the bigs. I think it can be close. I would um, – this sounds so lame. But I have two bets. I have a teaser. Yes, a teaser in college basketball, right? Tease Connecticut – down to minus two, I think Connecticut wins, and the total down to 127 and over, over 127. The lo- logic here is San Diego State can score. I mean, they scored 71 on Alabama. They scored 72 against FAU. There's a world where they get in the mid-60s. There is. Um, is it going to happen? I, I, I don't think so. But I do think the over could be in play. I don't think they're going to get held to 45 points in the title game. Um, I think Connecticut wins. I think Connecticut scores. I, I would take Connecticut on the teaser. I did also bet them just small at seven and a half. I, I hope it doesn't go the other way on me. Seven and a half is a big number, man. San Diego State terrible on the foul line. They go through these offensive stretches, and let's be real, guys. They were down fourteen to FAU and needed a buzzer shot to advance. Uh, Rob, who you got? Oh, I got UConn Bigley. And and and, and Bigley, look, I, wow, over your Aztecs. Over my over yeah, that should be my Aztecs. That's correct. Um, because like you said, seven and a half is a huge number in, in gambling. But this UConn team has won. Their average margin of victory in this tournament is over 20 points per game. They have not had a single-digit win at all. There's only been four teams since the conference, or excuse me, since the expansion, right. that have won by double-digit in every one of their games. That's uh, 2018 Villanova, 2009 UNC, 2001 Duke, 2000 Michigan State. So every ounce of the you know knowledgeable better, quote unquote, would say seven and a half is a big number. Tease it down. That's, that's you're a smart guy. You know that's exactly what you're talking about. If I'm just a fan and I'm a casual fan of college basketball, which I am, I'm gonna ride the hot horse until it bucks me. And UConn is blowing everyone out, so I have no problem laying the seven and a half and watching the Huskies cut down the nets. And and that's uh, against a guy who got into SDSU and nearly that's went right. there, as you revealed last week. Um, now everybody did ride the hot hand and took Caitlin Clark. Uh, and the championship game over 30 points, and she did not deliver. Um, did UConn team good? I just I don't see them as great. They're not like friggin' UNLV with Larry Johnson. They're they're not. They're not kill. They're not like have teams pooping their pants before the game. You know, like it's just not that level. But at any rate, um, so this will be the last pod for a week. Maybe the Lamar Jackson situation will be finalized. Rob, I hope so. I mean, listen, if something massive happens, I mean, I didn't ask the wife, but. I would not be against quickly, you know, doing throwing together an emergency pot. Listen, if the Jets get Aaron Rodgers, like, how am I not going to re- have an instant reaction in some way, shape, or form? I'll tell you this. I ain't going on Twitter all week. That, that's the one 
digital therapy thing that I do anytime I'm away for a week. Just shut it down. I'll probably lose my blue check mark. I don't like I care. Elon Musk is screwing up, screwing around with there. I'll be on the gram. Uh, so you can slide into the DMs on the gram. But uh, Rob, enjoy the final four tonight. I'll go UConn 75, San Diego State 64. So then why wouldn't why would you not why would you tease the game now if, if you think it's gonna be that? Well I tease it because that's how I oh, feel is the, the best okay. bet. But I did a smaller on just the straight up. Okay, minus I got UConn eighty two, um San Diego State sixty six. Oh gosh. Blowout. Beat down. Um all right. So somebody file those away. If one of us hits it, everybody wins. All right, talk to you soon. Bye. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.